the most common thing you're going to see new players make a mistake around is trying to 1v1 a thresh that's running at them. <laughs> of like, so then it's like, there's this thresh and he's coming at me real hard. Yeah. He's a support. I can kill him. Yeah. And then bada bang, bada boom. He got here him. comes the lantern. <laughs> Lantern. And there's, that lantern is never, there's never no one on the lantern. It's Someone's never- coming. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode three. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. Hello, hello. Uh, I didn't say it this time. So say now, what? you know, say you, what? you episode say three what? people don't know Hetch's real name. So what that means is you have to go back into my, the archives. What do you mean? My real name is Hetch. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go in the archives and find it. Uh, the, the deep, deep archives of the three episodes that exist. Yeah. What's up, buddy? How, how you been? Yeah, I've been good. Been good. How, how have you been? Are the quarantine t- treating you all right? Uh, yeah, it's all right. You know, I'm I'm still doing. I'm going outside once in a while. I, I wait. Don't call, don't call, don't call the police. <laughs> National Guard. <laughs> um, but like around the, across the street and like doing jump rope and just trying to. I'll stand outside for a bit and just take it all in. <laughs> trying trying to keep your sanity and morale. Yeah, high. yeah. So the whole That's working good, from good. home the whole time is crazy though. It's it's. I mean, we do from time to time being a programmer, but it's like I haven't seen my coworkers in almost. Because I started quarantining a week before the official announcement, so it's been about three weeks. Oh wow! Um, and I'm starting to forget what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like the times that I had worked from home before. It was just like yeah. I like the idea of doing it constantly. I yeah. I even thought back then because that was like like three four years ago. It's yeah. Like I thought back then of like if I had to do this all the time, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, you lose your mind. You're social creatures, man. And I so you know yeah sure my circumstances in my life may have gone to crap, but couldn't have been in a better time. So. <laughs> Everybody's in the crap hole now. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the darkness. Welcome to Hatch's house. Hatch's <laughs> <laughs> house. Speaking of house, let's do some housekeeping. So, as always, you can listen on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, follow us on Twitter at PodcastCOR. Uh, and the goal is, after this episode, to get all the submissions through to iTunes, Spotify, and all the other platforms so people can have a wider range to listen to so they can choose the one they like the most. Uh, and hopefully that goes through by the time this episode comes out. If not, it should definitely uh, – all the platforms should be registered for by episode four. Uh, and as always, you know, leave a like, follow, a short review, a comment, an emoji, yeah, uh, yeah. a picture. Let, let us you know you're pictures? there. Let, let, us, let us know you're there. Please. Please. <laughs> Help. Help. Um, and, you know, at, finally, we ask you to pull one of your friends into our web oh by telling them about the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's, bad en- it's bad enough. <laughs> what are it's you bad enough at? that you set the precedence already, but like, it's continuing. <laughs> State of the game. State of the game. <laughs> What have you been playing, man? The game, yes. I, I've, I, as far as going on the ladder, I'm still playing mostly at my Katarina Lucian 
aggro nice rally deck because there's just something so satisfying about saying okay i attack all right now i attack again and now i attack again um, <laughs> are you dead yet are you are you, are you dead, dead yet? yet um i have been i i have been trying to make the curve a little bit higher um okay. with uh, a lot of because uh, I know you and I in private conversations have been talking about how we're seeing a lot more Vladimir, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still aggro, but more mid-range aggro popping yeah. up. So I have been trying to make my curve a little bit higher instead of just trying to do that Demacian one drop, two drop, three drop. Um, but it's I'm I'm an aggro player at heart. The, next it's week, fun. though, yeah. I will be mentioning how I'm dicking around with the mage seekers oh so I, I i i'll have a spicy list for you guys okay. for next week yeah uh, so i i i too have moved low in in the mid-range i, I kind of play around more tempo stuff so it's still tempo-y um but i have a higher end where i'm playing yasuo so you know i like fringe characters uh, and shed and yasuo have been the two that haven't had as much play as most other characters <laughs> so i wanted to look at what yasuo looks like post um shadow isle nerfs right and uh mega mogwai hope i said that correctly posted a list he was messing around with the other day i took a look at it it's kind of your generic um yasuo list with the combination that's been devastating people which is the yasuo which is a four drop into intimidating roar uh because it's a sweeper that also flips um Yasuo yasuo and then gives you a board state that's so difficult to deal with and then you build on top of that because Yasuo's kit, like the stun recall characters, have a good top end. Like their big characters are really solid, but they're not big in the way like um, the, I want to say fra- the Freljord characters are, right? It's a different style. Right. They're more disruptive disruptive with a you know a thick body, like a 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely more of a manipulating the board state instead of just outright overrunning the board state where which is what your top end and Freljord looks like with a Nivea sweep and Trendamere yeah. overwhelm yeah stuff. so it's it's been fun because it has that control tempo aspect with stunning and recalling by nature uh, so I've been playing that and getting used to that play style because it is very different because uh, you're not fully control so you can't play it that way but you do have to choose where you disrupt and where you use a stun to your advantage to attack versus using it defensively and that's been a lot of fun to learn so yeah. that's what that's what i've been playing I, i'm i'm looking at your list right now it looks it looks like fun that this looks like something i might want to try later yeah on. and speaking of that so what we're going to start doing uh listeners is we're going to put the deck codes of the the decks we talk about in the state of the game section in the notes so you can grab those uh, and check them out yourself and then you can let us know hey i tweak this try this or you know this deck is trash hetch because that's right <laughs> yeah yeah no, okay 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 yeah to the listeners if you were trying if you're trying to make yourself a little bit better on ladder make sure to look at ryan's list um I I I usually do okay as far as if I have one fun thing I want to do, but it's yeah. Don't don't come don't come talking to me for wins. Yeah, Hedge is fun. Ryan is yeah. no fun. I, Those are the, that is like, the label. That, my my spare side deck today has been a pursuit of perfection deck. One win. All right, like let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on from my win record. Main topic. Main topic. Main topic. So 
today we're talking about the hunter and the huntress. Uh, who are they? Who, who, who are we talking about? The secret, secret. We'll never, we'll never tell. We'll never tell you. <laughs> you'll, you'll never find out. Yeah. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe to let us know who we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but no, so we're going to start with the spells. So we're talking about Thresh and Elise uh, here. We're moving to the Shadow Isles, moving away from Damasia. Uh, and we finished with Lucian, which kind of brought us to this point um, to start talking about the dark side and the uh, region that everybody loves uh, because it's broken. Uh, <laughs> they're slowly tweaking it and fixing it. But from the spell side, as far as flavor, because that's what we're about here, the card that immediately stood out was Fresh Offerings. So for Elise, you know, the Shadow Owl stuff focuses more on the Thresh side of things, the, you know, uh, Ladros, the Wardens, the Callista. That, that side of it is mainly what you're getting from Shadow Owls with a hint of Elise and her whole shtick. Uh, yeah. If you want to call it that, and fresh offering is great because, you know, this is a this is a direct reference to Lisa's lore. Um, since the spell ends up summoning Valmal, who is the spider god who gives her or who plays a part in her getting her powers, um, and I'll talk about that later when we get to the champion section. Uh, so that's cool, right? That's, that's a cool aspect of bringing that piece yeah. as part. It's a two parter, right? Yeah, and I, I like that it also still combines like because even though. Her, Elise is kind of the offlier um as far as just like you know spoopy ghosts and skeletons yeah. you know she spiders like it still ties it in as far as <laughs> that skeletons and yeah. spiders and spiders <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I like how it still ties it in as far as like you know there's still that theme of sacrifice yeah um, and even though she's an outlier she's still very much a part of that theme yeah so additional flavor it's a three cost slow spell Right. So slow spell, I think that relates to the length of time that it takes and the amount of effort that at least puts into luring her victims. Because she has two phases where she when she's in the noxious reason region in her, you know, dilapidated kingdom or not kingdom, but like dilapidated house, she lures guys in there, right? But she also, because she's linked to the spider god, will take uh groups of guys over to the island, right? This is you know, monotonous process. And she doesn't do it that often. It's stated that, you know, she's lived so long because she picks her moments, which creates this kind of legend about Elise and her beauty and what drives men to go seek her out, uh, which leads to the offering that she brings to Valma. So I think that's cool. And then the three costs relating to the requirement that for fresh offering in order to play it, you have to have three allies die, right? In that round. Yeah. Uh, which is a prerequisite and it costs three. Come on, that, that, that's an easy one. That's a that's yeah. an underhand throw right there, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, this it fits perfectly in the Shadow Owls. The concept of the value of cards dying, right? That's a that's throughout the region. Uh, so this card is just dripping with flavor, and I have seen it played um, competitively as like it's, a one of. I mean, it's a really good like kind of catch people by surprise card like the amount of value that you're getting despite you know the loss of three creatures is great like yeah I mean, three mana six six i'm gonna find a way to fit that in yeah and especially when you're losing those if you lose those creatures in a valuable way right where you're you know using them to draw or using them to get a black blade off or you're trading or you're jumping mm -hmm. and getting that extra you know half of a card but tell us about your spell what yeah. you got uh, so instead of going with a you know something directly to thresh, I, I 
always find in find fun as far as with the lore connections. So yeah. my spell is going to be the Ruination, with nine mana slow spell. So big old top end spell and very simple kill all units, kill everything, uh, followers, champions. <laughs> hopefully your opponent like kill everything all's in all caps yeah all is in all caps like, <laughs> um and uh as far as with this one it's also a great lore flavor because thresh is one of the champions in the game that was actually at the center of the ruination yeah which ended up turning because the Shadow Isles used to be known as the Blessed Isles. Mm -hmm. And they became the Shadow Isles because of a cataclysmic event that was later on referred to as the Ruination. And Thresh was one of the very first souls claimed at the Ruination. So yeah. the lore is already just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I like this. I'm down with this. But um, I also really just <coughs> love this spell because if whenever I am trying to dapple in control, yeah, I'm not... Um, Going back to other card games with like Magic the Gathering, I'm not a blue player at heart as yeah. far as, you know, island pass. I am mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much more like I want you to play your card and I want to kill it. <laughs> so the Ruination is a spell that automatically just calls out to me when I want to do control because it's the only true board wipe in yes. in Rune Terra. You know, there are definitely a lot of other spells or even like creature effects that kill multiple creatures, but mm -hmm. nothing that just is like delete everything. Yeah. And it costs a lot. <laughs> and it costs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it costs, I mean, the earliest you're getting this out is turn six, unless you're Freljord and you've got a word stone that's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, that like you're going to delete. <laughs> that you're <laughs> delete. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, no, they, it's it's one of my favorite styles of control. Is just let's start the board fresh. Yeah. So this takes us to followers, right? So sticking to the least path that I'm on. Uh, spoilers. I'm probably gonna be talking about Elise later <laughs> as the champion. If you haven't hot. figured that out, <laughs> hot takes. Um, the hapless aristocrat just sticks out, right? It, it's a very important card. In general, so it's a one mana, one one that has the concept of last breath, right? So from the lore side, uh, the the whole thing was her, the people she lured in, into, like once her transformation happened, were mainly men of lesser houses, right? So they would seek out, you know, a queen or a wife or whatever you want to call it to prop their house up. And you have this legend of this beautiful woman who's single uh, who lives in this dilapidated area of Noxus. Uh, and they would go seek her out and she would lure, like she doesn't really go too far out of her way to go find them. Um, they'll see her walking around or see her in like a forest, like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, well, and I mean, the legend is clearly kind of, you know, helping with that. It's like yes. people are trying to like, oh, let me see if there's any truth to this. So yeah. People are searching for her. That's a good point because remember, she's old. Like she's centuries old. So she, like people are forgetting about her and then the legend comes back up again, which is why she's able to maintain this whole thing. But with this card specifically, your, your art is a guy who's now trapped in her web trying to escape a spiderling. And what happens with the last breath is once this card dies, a spiderling is summoned. 
which is another cool hint of flavor there. So last breath is a death triggered keyword, uh, which you've seen in, in magic. They don't have a keyword for it. It's just when something dies in Hearthstone, it's the death rattle keyword. Um, if you're familiar with that. So when you die, you get a one, one spiraling. So from a play standpoint, you know, a one, one for one with two bodies is great, right? Especially if you're playing a, especially when one of those bodies synergizes with the spider um, tribal mechanic for Elise, right? So you, that's two bodies you can use to chump block. That's, you know, two bodies you can play into the other death mechanics of Shadow Isles to get some value there. Uh, so it's just a great card. And one little tidbit is that in her short story, the Strand by Strand by Silk and Strand, uh, the main character that you're following is Marcus, who's the guy who's wandering into her lair. And I think because one of his voice, one of the lines in that story are one of this guy's voice lines. So I think this is Marcus. Uh, not sure. There's not 100% on that. Just kind of, just kind of digging a little deep. But yeah, that's L- Lady Elise. L- L- Lady Elise. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> All right, give us some, give us some general goodness or co- commanding goodness. Ah, uh, commanding, yeah, 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 general goodness. No, line up, general <laughs> Lady Droves. <laughs> I, I'm going with one of the big baddies. I'm going with one of the guys that everybody complained about until he got nerfed. Why would you round up? Uh, So (laughs) the card I'm looking at is going to be Commander Ledros, another um, another member of the elite party that was the first to have their faces ripped off by the ruination. Um, so such in, a way with words. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm poetic. Um, but uh, uh, Commander Ledros is a nine mana follower. That's a nine six. So again, Andrew's sticking with the top end. Um, yeah, and uh, with. Commander Ledros, he has Fearsome, 9-6, and when you play him, uh, you will cut the enemy Nexus health in half, rounded up. So it is half of the enemy's life total is gone, and he has Last Breath, Return Me to Hand. So when he (laughs) dies... He goes I, back in your hand and I hope I do hope it whoever again. designed this card was immediately fired. <laughs> that's 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 how I feel. <laughs> Disgusting. I, so I I I still I really like the card. It used to cost eight, by the way. Yeah, he, it's also something. I mean, yeah, this is the this everything is that I just read yeah. off is post nerf. <laughs> All right. So he used to be even more busted than that. Mm-hmm. Um I still like the design of it though, because it is the ultimate clock. Um and mm-hmm. and the fact that it's on a follower is it's still open to every weakness that every other follower has. So you can purify it to get rid of the last breath. Um you can target it with anything that says target follower um so it's like i do like the design of it and i think it's nice to have as far as to put something as far as the top of your curve in control but definitely i agree with you rounded up (laughs) i can last hit someone with commander ledros trigger that's that's some 
Yeah. That's some BM stuff right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's just the kind of thing of like, if I'm dead on board and you kill me by playing Commander Ledros while I'm at one HP, yeah. that's how. That's when I'm alt fouring out of the game. <laughs> I'm taking a break for the day. I'm taking so a break. I, well, you make, I you hear make, you. You make a good point, and I'm happy you mentioned it as a finisher or a clock because at nine mana in a game, the game should be coming to a close. I like guess the developers have been very uh, visible about that, is saying that you know these as you start to get to these higher. Uh, mana cost we want you to end up ending the game we don't want it to drag on too long because if you do have two control decks you will have you know there's lifesteal there's things like that in the game as well to keep it going so Ladros doesn't just end it especially if you're playing properly around it um, and when they when they upped his cost they you did see a reduction in his play uh, because mm -hmm. not every deck could just splash him you had to um, account for it properly right and so let's and, and I think it's I think it's great as far as just that it doesn't outright end the game the first time it's played, yeah. I, I, but it's definitely a sign of like, all right, you, you better think of your next turns carefully because <laughs> there's only a couple left. And right, so I yeah. do like I like that design, but it's uh, it's the it's just take get rid of that rounded up. Let's just get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I should not be able hope. to. I should not be able to kill someone by playing it from hand. Yeah. Like, let's just fix that, and it'll be a thousand times healthier. So let's talk about Mister Spoopy Souls Souls Boy. <laughs> Spoopy Mr. Souls. Dark Dark Souls himself, <laughs> Dark. the original Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> the original Dark Soul. Yeah. So um, if you didn't know, uh, from software, they were the first to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I'm saying now is like this is the Bible on video games now. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I talk, talking about Thresh today, and hey. I obviously we're going to make that connection because it, we talk about Lucian and Senna, just how cool the flavor of those cards are. Let's talk about the flavor of Thresh because I can't think if I'm being honest of another card in another champion in room terror, that is translated perfectly from league of legends to thresh mm -hmm. like, or to the card thresh has got it. Like in league, the most common thing you're going to see new players make a mistake around is trying to one V one, a thresh that's running at them. <laughs> of like, so then it's like, there's this thresh and he's, coming at me real hard yeah. he's a support i can kill him yeah and then bada bing bada boom <laughs> got here him. comes the lantern, comes the lantern. <laughs> and there's, that lantern is never there's never no one on the lantern Someone's never... <laughs> coming. like so then and <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry i broke him <laughs> but uh but yeah i i think they did a wonderful job of like yeah. really putting that into the card game yeah. uh, as far as if he flips um, well to spell out the card it's five mana champion for a mm -hmm. three six with challenger and to level him up he has to see six people die but when he levels up the first time he attacks he is going to summon another attacking champion. So already, like, if you flip Thresh and swing with him, the value is insane. Yeah. But but I love the translation just from the game of League of Legends to Legends of Ruterra. 
they translated it so well it feels natural and i think that the weakest part of it is that it's a perfect support yep like you're never no one's going to look at this card and go i want to make a thresh deck yeah no it's you make another deck and does thresh fit here um but as far as thresh himself i Mm -hmm. everything that we talked about in our last episode which if you haven't checked out our episode two uh shameless sellout uh, (laughs) (laughs) go listen to it because we talk a lot about the mage seekers Mm -hmm. and when we're talking about demacia and the mage seekers were created to watch out for spirits like thresh Mm -hmm. and Thresh, even before he became a spirit, he was known as just being a very malicious human being. The, the higher-ups of the Blessed Isles, they they definitely gave a nod towards his intelligence and towards his ability as far as working with ancient artifacts. So they threw him in the catacombs to let him work by himself <laughs> because they were terrified of this man. Um, and they he was already just so dark and twisted even in his in life so then when an invading kingdom came he reveled in all the bloodshed he was like this is my time i can finally live in the world that i want in chaos the definition of a psychopath yeah, yeah. <laughs> definition of a psycho. There'll be a true crime about Thresh sooner yeah. or later. And um, the invading king, the invading kingdom, they mm. were actually there to try to resurrect their dead queen. And they had heard tales of the waters of life, which, you know, there's so many different lores outside yeah. of video games, like actual um actual fountain real life yeah, quests like looking for the waters of life yeah the fountain of youth yeah um and the blessed isles in runeterra is the home of the fountain of youth or the waters of life and thresh was like yeah i'll take you guys there i don't <laughs> care you guys are killing all these guys and it, it actually like the lore actually points out that there's the waters are guarded and he was just like oh well, they're guarded. I'm not going to tell y'all. You're just going to go kill them. Yeah. And so he lets them go and kill them. And then when they lay the corpse into the waters of life, the ruination triggers. And Thresh was noted as laughing as his soul was ripped from his body. <laughs> the dude was insane to begin with. So now he spends all of his time ripping wait, wait, souls wait. out the, of bodies. Is he the Joker of... Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like it, just lore wise, yeah. He's we blessed Isles is DC instead of Marvel, and he's the Joker. <laughs> yeah, Thresh definitely has. When it comes to Shadow Isles, I think that's probably the most lore we have. Um, he, and it's indirect, right? Because he's so he's always doing something, and he's always in the background, just kind of going about his business. To the Joker comparison, he doesn't really have a goal. He just likes torturing and he likes to see despair and that cycle and that's just what gives him life and now that he will exist forever <laughs> uh that makes it more, that much more terrifying yeah. and and it is mentioned that he he has fun as far as with lucian constantly trying to hunt him down um before senna was freed yeah. to him that was fun yeah. was, so it's it's definitely a psychopath um and the 
ah, I, I don't really. Th- wow. Yeah, what else can you say other than just psycho? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And it's fun. It, it, he's he's it's it's a cool. I mean, obviously, we like Joker because of that that chaos. Um, and he is kind of that balance to Lucian for that whole. You know, we talked about it in the last episode. So that it's it, uh, Thresh is a cool character. He was cool when he came out, as like you said, his abilities were cool and everything fits, and they transferred it here very well. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about Lise, which spoilers there, there it is. <laughs> who would who would have guessed? Man, man, ten out of ten content. I know, right? <laughs> But so at least at the card level, she's a two cost, which is very low for I think the only other two cost is Lucian um, and then Timo's one. But she's a two cost for two or three um, that has fearsome. Fearsome means if you don't have three or more power, you can't block. Uh, and then whenever she attacks, she summons a spiderling. So that fits in the lore, you know, as we talked about before. Um, and then at the start of the round, if you have three or more spiders, she transitions into her other form, which grants uh, her challenger and then. All other spider allies also get Challenger and Fearsome, which is a huge ability, right? Because at that point, you're now coordinating your blocks all the time. You're playing Shadow Isles, which get the benefit from death dying, dying cards. So you get to choose what cards die. It's it's a great card, and it's early, and it's versatile. You can put it in a control deck. You can put it in you know aggro deck, mid-range, and that, that's why I think a lot of people like her from that yeah. level. And I, I love that you're pointing out the Challenger and as just how versatile it is because we mentioned it before like especially myself i'm an aggressive player the ability to choose which is going to hit your face is way too valuable so i i love elise great card so as far as the lore side know some things that i haven't mentioned yet so at the beginning uh at one point, she was just a normal woman, uh, an aristocrat. I don't know if you want to call her an aristocrat. She was royalty. She married a guy uh, who she was using to build her status. So she was kind of always power hungry and ambitious from the beginning. Uh, and then it, but in Noxus culture, that's you know that's a plus. People like that. <laughs> they, they like they like they like go getters, right? Um, but this led her husband to becoming be, uh, become envious of her, essentially controlling their kingdom, if you want to call it that. And he poisoned her during one dinner. As she was poisoned, it disfigured her, and during that time frame, she's like, you know what? I'm going to kill this bastard because <laughs> I know he has the antidote on him because what he wanted was for her. He said, I would give you the antidote if you can swap power to me and start telling people that I'm the reason we're so great and stop trying to suck up all the limelight. You you whore. <laughs> I'm assuming. That wasn't in the text. I'm just assuming that was like subtext. So anyways, yeah, she kills him, uh, takes the takes the vial, has the cure, but she's deformed, right? At this point, she's deformed, and she runs into a pale woman, which I think, I haven't done enough digging, I think is LeBlanc, as referred to. And I'm sure we'll talk about LeBlanc in the future because she's a cool concept of, you know, a possible real mage who's hiding as a fake magician kind of thing, yeah. uh, which is cool. But yeah, supposedly it's LeBlanc, and she tells her about, you know, the Shadow Isles and that, you know, there may be an option for you there, and if I'll give you some details, if you go get something for me. So she travels there, encounters the spider god who we've talked about, Valma. And he originally get, takes out the whole squad she travels with and then leaves her for last. Is going to just eat her, right? Bites her. But at the same time, she has this dagger um, that she was going to bring back to LeBlanc, which ends up cutting her, uh, slash stabbing her. And the mixture of the two, the magic of the dagger and the bite of the spider god 
trigger this thing that turns her into the least we know, uh, which also creates a link between the two beings. So the spider god's like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> that's never happened before. <laughs> but he kind of sees an opportunity here to get more people to come. And so he's like, okay, you now have this ability of eternal youth, right? You, she's beautiful, even though she's half spider. Uh, and our two souls are linked. So if you keep yourself beautiful, you consume, and then you bring people back to me, we can kind of feed off of each other. Uh, and that's what essentially creates what we talked about, where she goes back to Noxus for a bit, hangs out, lures a few dudes in, <laughs> um, consumes them, uh, or feeds feeds them to her spiderlings. And then she'll have these excursions every once in a while where she gathers a group together, travels out, uh, brings them in, and then brings them to the spider god, and he gets his snack as well. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's a... Symbiotic I mean, it's, relationship. It's really, I mean, she's really just uh, Room Terra's very first Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> like she's, she, you know, Biomall's put placing the order. She's she goes to Noxus, picks up his order, brings it back. You're not to, wrong. Yeah, to front door <laughs> delivery. I got you. Five stars, please. Oh man. No, yeah, at least at least. I, it's funny because League of Legends has a lot of, what do you want to call them? I don't want to say femme fatale because that's not really, that doesn't fit. It's like the, I'm going to get I, men. I mean, yeah. femme, femme fatale really is just the most uh, accurate way okay. to put it. But I think that it's more of just a, it's definitely a push of trying to put women in more of a stronger yeah, look like power. just yeah, overall okay. instead yeah. of just having a sprinkling of femme fatale into yeah. what I, I think like overall society views like okay. women's positions I, like that that's a completely different discussion. oh dude it's, that, that's, that's would, a can of worms we're not gonna that, touch that'd be, that'd be two episodes but <laughs> two episodes. i mean elise definitely fits into that whole okay. femme fatale kind of thing yeah and i like she's She's a spider lady. Yeah. What more of a widow maker <laughs> character are we going to get it, here? Like, how do you make this not femme fatale? And you, you nailed it, it because when Japanese? I thought about it, yeah, when I thought about it, the first thing that the, the sentence that came to mind was they took a widow who becomes a recluse. Yeah. And I was like, is, is Riot genius? <laughs> like, you literally have two spider references. <laughs> And what at the beginning of it, she's a black widow <laughs> because she kills her husband and, and, and it becomes like, a recluse. It's and it's the most natural pairing because like what else are you gonna do? Like go with like Japanese cartoons and make her yeah. the super girl? Yes, you, you know, super like, spider girl. Elise, transform. <laughs> yeah, the, have the transformation sequence with the Japanese pop playing in the background. Like, thank goodness like, they did not take that option. <laughs> That's probably you know who probably pitched that option the same guy that made Ladros, <laughs> and I'm happy he's fired. <laughs> yeah, it, not only not only is he fired, but you know I, I'm ecstatic that he's still paying fines <laughs> like, for crimes against humanity. Oh man, so let's 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 get into the fate of the game, man. That's a it's been a kind of a long one, but you know that's a good way to start off. Si. You know, it's a, it's a cool place. It's a cool place from a lore's perspective. I still won't play it, but <laughs> but <laughs> it's cool. Um, fate of the game. So the main thing that came out this week was the progress changes 
that Riot's talking about. And they put out this long, it's long. Like there's plenty of paragraphs of them essentially talking about their initial idea when this beta started versus what the changes they're going to make as they get closer to an actual release, right? And what the main, the two things that stand out are, when I say progression changes, are how you acquire wild cards. So they'll no longer be limited. And then for vault progression, there's no, you can now get infinite vault um, XP during a week. So right now you could only get 4,000 and then you're done, right? But in the future, you will hit that 4,000 cap and then there'll be an additional uh, infinite that you can get that will give you capsules, excuse me, that will have more cards in them. So if you play a shit ton, right, you can still get a benefit for that play uh, in the form of collection. And that's going to be great for new players who aren't, who aren't going to start until it's actually out, right? So they can catch up. Um, how do you feel about like those two main things? Since those kind of go against what they originally pitched. I, I, I'm not surprised at all as far as just the removal of the wild card cap. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, I, I'm still very grateful that they at least started setting a precedence of being able to release a game and limiting real money purchases yeah like you know at least they could show that you would have a fan base if you limit that Mm -hmm. you know that the people are interested in playing playing in an environment that's very free to play friendly yeah but i'm not surprised that you're gonna you know go ahead and drop that because if the people are willing to buy it you should be willing to sell it yes that's just business one-on-one um but i am in love with the vault changes i'm in love with it like if you want to go ahead and you really put in the work to grind that out you should be rewarded for that for that grind so i i'm so happy they're doing it and i also love that they constantly follow everything up with we're watching it you know we're watching it we want to keep a close eye to everything that we're changing and making sure that it's as healthy to the play environment as it can be. Mm-hmm. And if something needs to be changed, that we are ready to change it. And yeah, so, I love that visibility as well. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We're on the same page when it comes to those two things. And the, the third thing I think is very beneficial, and you know, I mentioned uh, Mega Mogwai for the deck that I'm currently playing. And one thing he said is that the issue with the streaming side of things, like on Twitch, was because streamers couldn't bankroll the collection and then be able to show a bunch of different decks that keep it interesting for viewers. So when a streamer has to build a deck at the same pace as people who are looking to buy the game or kind of want to want a wide example of why they should get into it, they can't really represent that properly. So now you won't have that problem. Cause if you look at Twitch, it's not that Terra is a bad game at all. It's just that, you know, that startup, you have to have that commitment. So the main guys like uh strife, uh, Mega Mogwai and Swim, like they put that initial time in, so they have the collection. So now you can see their content's getting broader, uh, which caters more towards that. The, the the whole purpose of a streamer, right, is to kind of give yeah. you that that visibility. And, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a thing of like those guys have put in a lot of work for it, and yeah. I've I've heard a lot of streamers, like bigger streamers in other games, mm-hmm. that have just outright told their community, like the for me, the one that I saw the first was Disguised Toast, um, which is very popular yes. Hearthstone and Team Fight Tactics streamer. Yeah. And he's a fun um, guy. Like he likes to play fun decks. Oh uh, yeah. And he like he's like, Oh, I have no interest in trying to stream Rune Terror because I can't buy the collection. Yeah. Like how can I give you guys content? Yeah. 
so it's i i've i've heard that same thing but it, so it's as far as being someone playing in it i you know it's like yeah what the price to pay the price yeah. what price must i pay for streaming content <laughs> so yeah that that's the um that's the part i hope it fixes is this because we i've seen a lot of posts even from a lot of magic pros that are saying hey when i'm not practicing for tournaments or i'm not doing x y and z i'm dabbling in runeterra because they're enjoying it in their spare time they're not streaming it they're not talking much about it but they're just like yeah i'm playing it uh which is a good sign to have oh yeah yeah um it's stuff to be excited for if you're if you're not excited it, go ahead go ahead and get excited because i think I think now that they're talking about doing all those changes, that a lot of things are really going to open up. I know, I know, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, and Hang to, on, let me actively get on the edge. <laughs> let me actively get to the edge of my seat. <laughs> so, so to end this episode, how do you say Yasuo? Because I like to say Yasuo. I, I've always said Yasuo. Yasuo. Like I, I like to. I like to leave the Y. Like I like to go straight to the A. It's awesome. uh, uh, okay, see, now, when I do that, yeah. my brain will try to do it in Spanish. <laughs> uh, so, What's the closest Spanish word? Uh, well, no, no, not okay. like a Spanish word, just oh. pronunciation, because the letter Y, like, just by itself, yeah. is pronounced E. Oh, okay. And that, so awesome. that's, that's, what, that's what Spanish speakers use to say and. Okay. So, you know, you would say beans and rice is, yeah. uh, is arroz y, fr y frijoles. So, oh, okay. Um, so then I would go Iasio. Oh, I like that. Oh my god! All no, right, we'll I, end it I'm on there. You. <laughs> this was a mistake. You Turn heard it here first. <laughs> you, you heard, heard it here, here first. first. No, we're done. No. We're done. It's now recorded forever. All right, as usual, you know, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, and please, please let us know you're there. <laughs> please send please help. Send, please. <laughs>